1: Broad ninety four
2: point nine I'm gonna marry the night I won't give up on my life I'm a warrior your queen with passion
3: in the tonight like so she- such and sh-
4: the- you're listening to Broad on Joy 94.9.
1: Welcome to Broad on Joy 94.9. Broad would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the lands that we broadcast from the Kulin Nation and pay respect to all the Kulin Elders, women from the past, present, and those women who will be our elders in the future. We'd also like to acknowledge with respect to the traditional owners of all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander lands that we broadcast to and to pay respect to all Elders and women Elders from all clans and nations, past, present and future. Welcome to Broad. That was Solange uh, with Q-Tip, Borderline, An Ode to Self-Care. One of my favourite albums for this past year would be A Seat at the Table. And tonight at the table, uh, there's a lot to talk about and we've got some great guests here on Broad, on Joy. I'd like to welcome Natasha Janelle. Welcome. Thanks hey. for having me. This time you're live, you're actually alive. In <sighs> well, the I was studio. alive last time, but like live in the studio, yeah. You were a pre record, <laughs> but hey, it's good to have real people in the studio. That's great. Mm. We're we'll chatting to you very shortly. We've also got, for the first time, Rain. Rain Fuller, welcome. Thank you. Yeah. So, what are we going to talk to you about as well? Ozflix, being a woman of Ozflix, your career, and some shows that you're involved in. You're both doing a lots of mm. stuff. And you've probably never met before, have you?
5: No, but it's, it's no.
1: exciting. Yeah, it's exciting. it is. <laughs> nice to meet. Yeah. <laughs> nice to meet. Right. Opportunities like this. And Jane, Jane Connery, is returning. This time, we will be able to do that interview.
4: <laughs> That's great. I can't wait.
1: So, Broad Designs, what is this about? And we're chatting to uh, Kimber, Kimber Thompson tonight. We are,
4: we are. I'm hoping to be talking on the radio about women in design as often as I can. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a design educator and researcher and doing a PhD on women in design and trying to give them a voice. And this is a perfect place to do that. So, every yeah. week I'm going to be talking to someone about the design work they're doing so who's Kimber what
1: does she just briefly so um, she
4: works at a gallery called black dot and also has a production company called sister productions and she's involved with the indigenous community as a designer that can often be a difficult thing. There's a lot mm. of sort of intricate things that you have to do properly um, and it often hasn't been done properly in the past. The dollar bill if anyone can remember that was stopped in 1984 yeah. um, had an Indigenous image on it that was stolen and they oh, didn't wow. have permission to use it. So it's mm. a tricky area but is going to talk to us
1: about that tonight. Good. Looking forward to that. So that'll be around about 15 minutes to 10 so it's a pretty full hour. Hopefully we'll have time for play a bit of music we'll see how we go but first off the i was gonna say uber rank but that would be politically incorrect right now oops no. i said it taxi rank <laughs> uh we've got this extraordinary person here look our uh, tash i know you've been on the show before yes. for threadbare that was like that was so last year oh, yeah. this year so 2016 <laughs> this year it's it's uh auto buy queen what mm. is that about and it's part of the uh, midsummer isn't it yes. one of the
5: uh, so it's Programs. on it, yeah, it's on at gasworks we did our we had our tech and our dress run today, which was very exciting but mm-hmm. auto bio Queen is a it's a cabaret style show based on my life, and I'm a bio queen, and it's an auto bio, so you know it's a great great turn of fries auto bio queen, it's for north mm. but it it takes the it f- focuses mainly on my journey from It touches a little bit on childhood and then it goes through my journey from moving to Australia and some of the work that I did earlier and how I have developed the character of Benny Lola and what she means for me in terms of uh, that freedom of being able to express who you are and how you move through the world and how the more you're able to access that component of creativity, the more you're able to reconnect with yourself Mm -hmm. And it can also go back into healing wounds and repairing some things around family relations, and yeah, pretty much sums it up.
1: Is this this old, is it like an alter ego, Benny Lola. It's a she's, real
5: well, I person. she is a real person. I always say that uh, Benny Lola is she's like me, except that because uh, I've got I've got borderline personality disorder, so it's kind of it kind of it's kind of it's a bit uh it's a bit of a uh an interesting journey to have and it just basically just means that you kind of experience everything fully like if you feel mm-hmm. sadness you feel it fully if you feel joy you feel it fully everything is just kind of it's like being on a constant roller coaster and you're you mm. know woo. um but i when I was in my therapy program last year because I did dialectical behavior therapy I was saying that it's kind of it was kind of like being in the in those uh in the movies where the superheroes are training uh, because if you because if because like, if you're someone who has borderline or someone who has uh borderline can also be called complex post traumatic stress disorder, and a lot of it is around uh, trouble with regulating emotions and being able to cope with a lot of stress and um you can develop a lot of negative coping skills as a way to process things that you're not able to explain or express and so going to the therapy program it's kind of like going to boot camp for superhero because if you can actually harness that that power and that capacity Mm -hmm. and that uh that beauty that comes with being able to experience life so fully instead of uh finding negative coping skills If you can actually find positive ways to process that and express it, it's really empowering. So Benny Lola is kind of, she's me, but she's all the parts of me where I often feel just that little bit odd in normal life. And Benny Lola can just get away with everything. It's great.
1: Sounds great. Um, How long did it take you to put this together write this? Well,
5: this, this project has been going on since I was about... 18. So, yeah, so when I was a, so I went to performing arts, I went to about, I think, 13 schools before year 12. And my last school was a performing arts high school in Boston. And I did, Mm -hmm. uh, I did theater and technical theater. And then I got a scholarship to Emerson College in Boston to do film and photography. And while I was there, we watched a film called Tarnation by Jonathan, is it Jonathan Kuwait?
1: I think so. Yeah. Yeah.
5: That's, And and then awesome. we yeah it was mm. it's amazing um and then we had to and if you haven't heard about it i think you should look it up it's called tarnation it's it's a it's a really great film using all found images and materials and telling his own autobiographical story mm-hmm. so we studied that film in in my classes and we had to make our own autobiographical film about our lives and i contacted my aunt in Barbados and asked for family photos because I hadn't I didn't really have any so she sent me a like a huge box of photos so I had for the first time I had this opportunity to actually sit down and go through photos of my mother back in the 60s because my mom passed away when I was 14 so and it was just all, all these different parts of my family my life that I didn't really have access to before and I was so happy to to have that and what I did is I, I took that film and I used, as a, used it as an opportunity to try and mend some wounds in my family because uh, when my mom passed away, there was a, there's always that saying that uh, death can either bring families together, it can tear them apart or push them apart. And in my case, it was a bit of the latter. So I think from about 14 to 18, I had a very strange relationship with my family. And, but that doesn't mean I've ever stopped loving them. They're the most important people in my life, particularly my brother. He's he's definitely the most important person in my life. And it's that thing of there's when there's so much trauma and pain and, you know, things that we don't want to talk about or don't want to go into, how do we actually tr- start to reconnect and firstly reclaim... The joy, because you, you can't, sometimes you have to actually talk about the sad stuff, so you can reclaim that joy, mm-hmm. and that joy is the part that actually helps with the healing and helps you move towards being able to be close again. So that film was kind of the first step on for me on that journey, and it's on my it's on my Vimeo. You know, you can look it up if you like. Uh, it's called Hope, H O P E, Hope. And that film it's, it's still very rough, and I want to go back to it eventually and make it into a you know feature length film. If anybody's listening who has funding totally just you know send me an email we can get right on that (laughs) but i I, yeah so that was the first step of it and then because i've been doing so much stuff in the in the performance art and i'm not i'm not really a i mean I'd, i'd love to do small roles in in films or tv shows where i just kind of pop in and i'm a bit fun but in general i don't really i'm not really someone who wants to you know i don't want to play the queen of wherever you know that's that's not where I'm what I'm about, but I I really love performing and I love having opportunities to, because um, for me it's a it's a very kind of a it's a radical act of self love to get on a stage and to be taking that space and particularly in Australia where um, when I came here I really noticed how much of a lack of diversity there is in the arts media and film, so I make a point of performing because firstly because it's really uh, healing for me, but secondly, so that some other little person out there who's going, you know, I feel like this or I feel like that, I look like this, I sound like this, so that they also know that there's a there's going to be a space where they can get up at one point if they want to and tell their story. So with this show in particular, I did the I did the film. I had that sitting there for a while, and then I went away and I did quite a bit of a bit of therapy and a bit of um, a bit of work on myself because you know I think everybody needs to take that time to do that mm-hmm. and. And then I was kind of like, well, where do I want, where do I want to go next with this story? Because this story is going to be continuing for the rest of my life. It's my life story, and I, I felt like the next thing I wanted to do was to, to give people a lived experience that they could come on board with and uh, have a you know a visceral experience of a part of my life, even though it's not you know I can't take them through every avenue, but just a, a glimpse into my life. And so I decided to do a stage show, but I immediately decided I did not want to do a one woman show. Because this is not just my story. In one sense, it is in terms of that it's based on my life, but so much of it is across race, gender, ethnicity, r- religion, regardless of where you're from or what languages you speak um, as your kind of mother tongue. It's about the she- the human experience. And that was some of the themes that were in uh, Threadbare as well. I'm very interested mm. in the things that connect us. Um, so, yeah, so this story, because it's about so much around uh, loss and belonging and recovering and recovering to the point of joy and celebrating life and you know the 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 beauty and even the the beauty and the painful moments i brought in people who i found a part of my i felt part of myself in to people i felt something reflected in about my own journey or people who i know have had journeys of their own and yeah and that's um that's where
1: we got to wow no, I mean, you've got a whole bunch of amazing performers, a lot yes. of them from a cabaret performance background. Are they playing, without spoiling it too much, mm. do they play a different facet of well, the some, character? Yeah, well,
5: some, some of them, some people do play me mm-hmm. directly, um, and then some people do play facets of me because there's a lot of the work that I do is through because of borderline as well some of my memories are lost Uh and uh you have periods of dissociation so you have to kind of go back and try and retrace what's happened and Mm -hmm. some of it's just piecing together your life around stories that you've been told and uh not creating memories but i might not remember you know an entire day or an entire week but i'll remember a, a glass that was on the table and I could oh, tell you everything right. about that glass that was on the table and All what right. I was feeling when I was looking at that glass, yeah. but I couldn't tell you who was in the room, for example. So a lot of the, the work that I do around autobiographical experiences is actually through dreams. Hmm. So there's, there's some elements of the stories where some elements of the story where the characters are portraying a part of the story that's in a dream. Um, some where they're portraying things that have happened in real life and Somewhere they are portraying kind of a. portraying that juxtaposition sometimes that comes with having so many thoughts that jump back and forth so quickly. Um, that's the most I can say without giving away the story.
1: Yeah. <laughs> mm, there's a lot going on. Here. I notice you've got Todd as uh, inspiration mm. as well. He yeah. does that a lot. With In- the metaphors of different. Almost objects as well. Yeah, take on that persona. It was.
5: It was. I mainly have Todd in there mm. because of his film, film Palindrome. Mm. Because in that one, it's it's kind of similar to what. Well, it's not similar, but it's a similar theme. In terms of uh, when, to me, it's not always that the person needs to look exactly like me mm. to be portraying me. It's that they need to have the same energy, or yeah. they need to have, like that. So that's why I said that the people that I've chosen to be in this show. They're from all different backgrounds. We've got, uh, I think, Fipe Prius is Samoan. Rolly's joining us again. He's um, of Maori descent. Cool. Uh, Hanny Helsden is. Sorry, Hanny, I don't remember where your mum's from, but <laughs> she's um, of European descent. Um, and uh, we've got Bump Eleven as well. Karen from Finance. Yeah. So, and last time we also had, we had Zeely Rose. Last time we did Uh it in uh, Frankie Valentine and Mojo Juju and Benny, um, Mama Alto. So that was one of the things as well. So even the people who've seen it before, we've redone it for Gasworks, so it'll be a bit different. Um, But all of the people who are in the show are very, very diverse, very different looking. But it's that Mm. I've picked them because they have that essence. They have that part of the... They get it. They, they get, get it. it. They yeah. get
1: you. They get you. And they get you. Yeah. So they will. Sometimes be they're like, you what sometimes. are you talking about? <laughs> you know, <laughs> I don't know how performers do it. I really don't know. You guys have got a lot of guts. And not much sleep, mainly. That's how we do it. Yeah. <laughs> so it's first time at Gasworks, too. Mm-hmm. Gasworks Park. Um, mm-hmm. Part of midsummer. Um, uh, first to the fourth. So yes. two days. Four days. I mean two days to go. Oh, two days. And then it's like, Yeah, yeah. yeah. Four days, four days. That's intense little little pocket of time. It's gonna be very fun. Um, you know. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Mm. So where can people go? I guess they can go to Midsummer Page or you've got Gasworks. But you've got a you've got a fabulous uh, website too. Yes. People can check
5: out. I haven't updated it so far yet for this year but you can look at okay. all the things i've done in the last year done lots of stuff I've done lots of stuff natasha dot com.
6: j-y-n-e-l
5: and everyone always thinks it's jinelle <laughs> that's a bit odd um and the other thing i wanted to mention as yeah. well is that the show on the 4th of february will be ausland interpreted
1: oh fantastic yeah, yeah. and the, the, the sp- that's good to see
5: yeah and usually i i like to if I'm going to have an Auslan interpreter, I like to incorporate them into the movements in the space. Uh-huh. Um, but because of the setup of the space this time, the Auslan interpreter will probably be stationary.
1: Um, okay. It's yeah. a bigger space, too. Because I saw Fred last year at Fringe. Mm. Um, it was a smaller space. Yeah. Very, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Like managing spaces.
5: Yeah. I think it's. For me, it doesn't really matter what the space is. It's more so I'm just mostly excited about the people that are there Um, Mm. and just having the opportunity to, I really love it because there's one part in the show where I kind of, I get a chance to actually see the audience a bit before the show Mm -hmm. even ends. And so I really like, it just makes me feel really warm when I can see the people who are, who are sitting there. And I just appreciate that people take their time and come out because there's so many other things you could be doing. You could be baking a pie,
1: you well know, you could p- bake a pie and bring it along you could do that like, i recommend are you, you open do that. to people making food and bringing um, it along a bit, yeah as long as you, you know it's obviously it's a dietary thing maybe. oh no no there's no it's dietary like, requirements oh, in the cast okay. um <laughs> right.
5: i don't think with the crew either and the crew would also love if you brought snacks and yeah that will never be that will never be turned around turned away and at all Okay, yeah, yeah. so
1: this, is, this could be a new trend. This I could be a this, thing.
5: I think this should be a thing. Put, yeah, yeah, my
1: foot in it now. Yep. Or foot in the pie.
5: <laughs> well, don't put your foot in the pie. No. Bring a pie that you haven't put your
1: foot in. Or in your pie. I'm sorry, I've got American <laughs> pie in my brain. Oops. Oh, no. oh, now I've really, the, the whole show's deteriorated. It's, Thanks, Sonia. It's Sonya. gone downhill. Thanks, Sonia. it Sonya. It's gone downhill quick, mate. <laughs> quick, mate. Yeah. Look, thank you. No, it's I great don't. to have you on live and in person and hear about yeah auto bio queen go and see it people really really must support um these endeavors in midsummer yes queer it up have fun um now i'm going to play this new track i don't know if you you may you guys may know of this person alpha mama anybody know alpha mama anyway that's just something that landed in my email today. So they are uh, local and, uh, yep, playing some amazing music. A new single out. This is called Stranger in Asia. Looking at their background and um, how they, you know, following up. And looking for their own family and those sorts of things, which a lot of people go through, particularly in a country like Australia, where we are sometimes searching for who we are. So, thanks again for coming in, Janelle. Thanks for having me. That's great. So, check that out. Uh, go to um, the Gasworks site. You can go to Midsummer and look, just put in your search engine there, Autobike Queen. It's the true story of Benny Lola, and it's playing just four days, February 1st to the 4th at Gasworks Arts Park. Awesome. This is Broad on Joy 94.9.
0: I promised I'd be back for hell. When I looked down, my feet were bound. Blood beside my broken crown. Though I screamed the silent sound, a single tear could not be found. been bitches rhetorically pondering if she's got riches explode at the stitches so nervous you're twitching can't scratch where the itches like digital glitches so you sold her for gold so disgusting you're snitching now she's twisting and it's hurting us stop burning flesh the churning mess of yearning breasts her limbs splayed and quartered wrist sprayed deported like a lamb to the slaughter you were boarded daughters conveniently forgot you were naught the side of this lost girl but the riches is knowledge like rock pearls but you're stupid you block her and you knew you can't stop her she came to remind you you were god too it's your song too song stress and distress Look sick of the mess ready to wreck she's upset how much worse can it get how could you forget your home your nest you forget to wear your crest the crown it's your celestial origins determined breathe in the chi my consciousness returning breathe out let go of
7: I'm Kidd and you're listening to Broad on Joy 94.9.
1: This is Broad on Joy 94.9. Yes, there is a Broad page. Indeed, people, you can go to the Facebook page and just Broad on Joy 949. I've been a bit tardy with the old social media tonight here on Broad, but it's because we've got some very engaging and wonderful guests and talking about some really important stuff and performance and putting yourself out there, up there, on there, in front of many, many people that will watch and observe and see your work as an artist and a performer is always something that is you know blows my mind mind that people can do that. I don't have the gut. G- 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 I don't have the words, let alone the guts. It can kind of take the words away out of your mouth It did, just then. Now we still want to thank um, of course Natasha Janelle for coming in and talking about her awesome performance you can catch that at midsummer just put it in the uh search engine there or midsummer at gasworks where it's going to be playing from the first to the fourth now a lot of stuff has been happening and i know people um always say sonya what do you think about this and that and some of the things that are going on in the world at the moment so i'll just be very brief before we go to our next special guest Rain Fuller who's here and of course Broad always does like to stand up and be counted when it comes to feminism and women's rights and human rights and one of the notorious things that are happening at the moment is a blatant uh, human rights issue a crime against human rights we believe here at Broad and that of course is the basically the detention I would say of, of people who are of a Muslim background or who have come from Muslim countries on their path passport being detained at airports around the United States at the moment. Some are still being detained, unfortunately, which is really disappointing and upsetting. And of course, there is a petition by federal judges in the US, thanks to the ACLU, a bunch of attorneys. However, some of airport management uh, have actually disregarded that. So people are still being held, dozens of people at a time. And this is really, really sad. And, and, you know, I just... I um, just have no words for how disgusted we are personally here on Broad. So um, we wish that this sort of business does not happen and it's a human rights issue now. So hopefully we'll see those people being released and, uh, yeah, common sense will prevail. Also Standing Rocks still standing as we stand with them here on Broad as well. Defined as ever, the water protectors vow to continue the fight against what they call the Black Snake, the Dakota Pipeline. There's been a huge disregard of the protection that Obama... Managed to put through before he left office Uh, Unfortunately uh, We look like because of the change of guard There's been a few nasty things happening We'll keep you posted But definitely we hope to see the end Of this kind of fascism Uh, Is occurring across the country there, and we stand with Standing Rock. Good news, though, Hidden Figures, one of the films that we've been really looking forward to, has won uh, the Screen Actors Guild Award for Best Film. So it's the top prize Best Film, and it includes the wonderful Taraji P. Henson, the fabulous Janelle Monáe, we like playing her music, and Octavia Spencer, a very awesome actress. So it's great to see Hidden Figures about... um, Women of colour working in NASA many moons ago, back in the 60s, helping to provide the space race with uh, men on the moon. It should have been women, but hey, we're all a bit biased here on Broad. And uh, thanks to those women, this has been made into a Hollywood film. I'm sure it'll do well, and my pick is for it to be Best Picture Oscar time. But I could be wrong, and I'm sure Daniel from Outtakes will have a different opinion on that. Hmm. In any case, it is now time to grill her. And I don't mean roasted or toasted, but we've got Rain Fuller coming in. And it's serendipity to have met you very, very recently, it as is. in Friday. It <laughs> last is. Last week. Friday last week. Friday night. I remember we had all
8: these grand ideas about doing studio performances and live <gasps> streams.
1: We... And we're talking about the Facebook page and doing I all I know. Like, doing crazy you know, stuff. crazy. OzFlix, which is know. kind of going kind to of segue in there. What is OzFlix? And you are involved in that. Rain Fuller. Yes.
8: Mm. Um, so Oz- Flix which launched just last week on Australia Day is Uh the very first streaming platform so like a VOD kind of like a Netflix but it's pay-per-view for Australian films so it's dedicated entirely to screening every single Australian film ever. They currently have around 250 films on there and in in all times there's 2,000, I think, Australian films. And counting, though. And counting. You know, and yeah. more every day, yeah. every every yeah. week. Yeah. 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 Um, from the indies, you know, up to the big blockbusters. And mm. and apparently, well, not apparently, we did release the very first film ever produced, the narrative feature film, The Story of the Kelly Gang, in 1906. Wow. So Gosh, yes. I don't
1: remember who was in that. Jack Thompson? I don't. Yeah, well, yeah, he's maybe <laughs> just the
8: little sperm that was... <laughs>
1: His, his, his grandfather. I was oh, going to say sperm caught oh, in the eye, yeah. but. That's like, yeah. <laughs> that I could be know. nasty. <laughs> <I don't
8: know. laughs>
1: um, yeah, we don't often talk about things like that on a woman's show. No. Well, you know, there's a hey. the time for everything. So, yeah, it's very exciting, Ausflex. Um, you know, it's been a long time coming. Every it year has. It has. Hard work. Yeah. Finally, the demand is there for sure. Yeah. There's and what you, what's, what's your business, you know? What are you doing there?
8: Well, I'll be presenting mm-hmm. a show, um, which we can't actually – we haven't announced the show that oh. the main show I'll be doing yet, <laughs> so I can't talk about that yet. But I have been also presenting on uh-huh. Bites with uh-huh. Glenn Dunk, so yeah. those episodes will go to air soon. Um, so Bites is like where we're basically – reintroducing some Australian classics for a new, newer gen- generation because there's a lot of people mm. under 35, which isn't even clueless. really that young, um, <laughs> who don't know a lot of the big films from, like, the, you know... Yeah, what's, what's a film that stands
1: out for you, like an Aussie classic? Welcome to Whoop Whoop. Wow, okay.
8: <laughs> <I> could. <laughs> have you seen that? Um, I thought you were just <laughs> saying. You don't, no, no, that's actually a film <laughs> oh, is with right? Susie Porter. Yeah. Yes. Um, oh, yes. Yeah. She's awesome, Susie. Yeah, directed by yeah. Stephen Elliott, who did Priscilla. Yeah, that's um, right. Yeah, and, oh, you know, there's some great pull-out lines. I, I, might have, I think they all involve swearing, though, so I can't really. <laughs> some great quotable quotes, I could say. But, yeah, no, it's, 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 a, it's a wacky journey of an American guy who goes into the Australian outback in search of his lost cockatoo and comes across <laughs> Susie Porter with a cherry ripe paying out of her mouth. Oh, <laughs> and she bails him oh. up and steals him down into this crater where he's kind of stuck and has to procreate with her. Oh. And there's a giant red kangaroo and all sorts of is it a boxing <laughs> And a crazy father played by, played by Bill Hunter. Um, oh, Bill. Yeah. And mm. I think they're making making—they're making dog food out of kangaroo meat. And, you know, that's mm. their livelihood.
1: And that's very Australian. Stuff. Stuff. Yeah, it's Iconic very Australian. Australian. You know, <laughs> weird and wacky and wonderful. But, I mean, I'll throw this question at you because we are a woman's show, you know, feminist show and stuff. So do you find that there's a lot of, uh, there oh, seems to be a lot of strong female characters that you do find in Aussie, Aussie fear for film? Yeah, is that something that you know Ozflix wants to? Well, I mean, shine I can't
8: light on. I, I or... can't speak for the for the the people behind the scenes. Hmm. I guess yes, I, I think that would be great, and mm-hmm. I know. I mean, there's some powerful women in the, in the organising committee, and I'm sure that we'll do a bundle. So Ozflix do bundles. They release a new bundle every week, okay. which is like five films. I'm sure we'll do some kind of strong female lead bundle. Although mm. I, I don't know if there's particularly a, a large amount of strong female leads in Australian film, I don't know if we have that more so than other countries. Ooh, I don't know. Is it controversial?
1: Mean, I don't
4: know. Is it? I, you should do one on directors, costume designers, yeah. production roles. No, yeah, a strong James women James there. there is
8: a lot of strong women there. Yeah, yeah. and female directors, which is obviously underrepresented the, a lot of the time. Yeah, mm. yeah, that would be the one to do. I think if we did, if
1: they did a female lead one, be, yeah, female directors. Mm. Would be and yeah. what are you up to? Like um, you thrust this upon me: two refugees and a blonde. <laughs> well, what is this about? Is this comedy? A it's satire? a comedy. It's okay. a web series, so we can all relax. We it's can all satire. relax. Yeah, it's yeah. a satire. It
8: was. It was made with. I co-created it with two refugee artists as well mm, mm. Um, and two of the characters were developed with by SBS for a show that never got off the air, got mm. on air, yeah. um, got off the ground and on the air and so we took them and we thought why not do a bit of a culture clash and talk in a very fun, silly way about inclusion and yeah, it's all a bit of fun, it's on YouTube.
1: Right, yeah. and you worked with the Amnesty Refugee Network to put yeah. this together. So when,
8: when, when we launched, yeah, we worked yeah. a lot with them. Yeah, we at World Refugee Day, we did an event with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we launched Refugee Weeks.
1: Cool. Yeah. I mean, you're a busy woman. I'm just looking at your bio here. It's just like there's way too much going on. <laughs> but one of the That's, films. Uh, sorry, yeah. one of the films that is going to be part of the uh, Ozflix, I think. Is so the one you mentioned to me off air? Yes, pretty good friends. That's good. I'm glad you know the name. Yes, of them. <laughs> yes it cool. will be premiering on Ozflix. It's still uh, in the process of okay.
8: coming up because they've got a backlog of lots of films that are all still going to be. Every week yeah. there will be new films coming on Toll's because yeah. it takes a long time to put all of these... To load them. To load them all in there. It's a huge operation. There's an international... In fact, there's a Kiwi people working on that. Well, they're t- it's typical, <laughs> Of course. It? They're doing <laughs> all the hard work in the back, getting no credit for it. Oh, that's yeah. about right, yeah. Um, so what's it about? What's this one about? So it uh. is about... It's kind of centres around a female friendship, but mm-hmm. also um, a relationship between with a man. So there's kind mm-hmm. of a bit of a love triangle thing going on. Three twenty somethings in Melbourne, kind of finding who they are, finding where they're going. Kind of mid twenties. My character, her best friend, comes back to live with me and my partner. Mm-hmm. We're living in a in a flat in St Kilda, and um, they kind of. Bond because they're both artist types, and my character's like studying medical science and whatever mm-hmm. uh, marine science. Sorry, it's been a while since I've talked about this. Um, and I leave, they develop a bit of a bond. My character comes back, and it's kind of that idea of the emotional affair. And oh. when there's not actually anything physical that happens, right. wh- what's the line? And we, which I find quite interesting cuz you know, i just in my experience i find that that's a lot more confronting than anything physical in some ways if you can feel that there's a real love connection there of course that's a much bigger deal but then how do you prove that you know so it's it's kind of deals with that but inevitably it kind of becomes about the female friendship and mm. that's kind of mm. that's kind of nice that it ends with that rather than becoming all about a romance between a man and a woman it's actually about the two women and it was directed by a woman, Sophie Townsend um, was her ah, first film.
1: right? Um, yeah. Cool. Go Sophie. Yes. Right. Yes. And uh, look at it, it did very well. that made a Melbourne film fest. Yes. A couple of years ago. Yes. One cool. best feature film. Yeah. 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 Yes. Melbourne yeah, underground good. film festival. Same year. Yeah. Gosh. Just cleaning on, up here. Yeah. Like, wow, yeah. that's awesome.
8: Yeah. So it's,
1: um, yeah, it's, it's a mm. good film. Be on Ausflick soon. And mm. Mm. And what happens for you next? Like, you know, it's... Do it, you find it's... Uh, you have to put in more, you know, work and effort, do you think? Being a woman and taking charge of your own... I tell you... D- career and I, I things? Yes.
8: I, I mean, there is advantages and disadvantages there's Mm. definitely there's some advantages now obviously being a woman if you're a creative I've been writing and producing a bit in the last few years Mm. and of course there's different funding streams available now if you are a woman in Australia and then also I've been doing some things in LA and there's more interest in some ways when you're a woman but then also of course it's very difficult um when you're dealing with boys clubs and things like that you know and Mm. and you're trying to break into those kind of environments which isn't everywhere but you definitely do see that and as an actor female actors particularly caucasian ones is the it's the biggest it's the it's there's the most competition of anything Mm. um and then of course it's it's very difficult for women who are minorities as well Mm. even more so i can't even imagine
1: so yeah but the struggle goes
8: on. Mm, the struggle goes <laughs> Go on. on. But you've got to gotta do it. I mean, it's hard. Art, art is creating art and living as an artist and Ooh. making a living out of it if you can. Most well, people don't yeah. make a full-time living. What is it, I
1: mean, 2% or something? Yeah. it's Terrible number. It's only nothing. make a living? And even people that's like scary. I mean you've got I don't
8: know I'm just remembering like Vince Colosimo when he was doing labouring on the side and he's one of our most famous Aussie actors you know it's oh, like, that's crazy does it, he still it's, do that does he still I'm not sure whether he's doing that no. now but that was that wasn't like he was at the prime of his he'd done
1: all this big stuff and yeah, was, yeah 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 and then that, that yeah. yeah crazy yeah. well you know it's good to have something up your sleeve people. I think that's or somewhere
8: well you've got to diversify you know, school, i think
1: that's the thing you you know you don't you can't just be purely an actor yeah. or just you've got the advantage because you know how everybody has different skill sets now and are told to be flexible uh performers actors have been doing it forever yeah so you know you should be running things really you know how things go the future is with you
8: oh i don't know yeah I something
1: we, like that. we play all these different roles so why not take them all on where can people go to find
8: out more about you i've got a Mm. website rainfuller.com cool um and i should definitely mention ausflix.tv is where you can find out more about ausflix Mm, definitely we'll put that stuff
1: up on the facebook page because we are moving on it is 16 minutes to 10 and i am running a bit late to ring uh poor kimber she will be waiting but in any case thank you so much rainfuller you're welcome. Thank you for having me mm, on. It's not over F- yet. It's, oh, we're only oh, just beginning. We're only really. just beginning. Now we well, are, yeah. Something like that. Since our fateful meeting that Friday night. I know. <laughs> thanks, Ozflex. And thanks to Ron.
8: Yes, Ron thanks, Brown. Ron Brown. Shout awesome. out to Ron. That's... One of the most hardworking independent film producers and people of all, time.
1: of all time. From the land of Oz. Yes. From the land down under. All right. You're listening to Broad on Joy 94.9.
7: Feminism is just something that I feel has always been a part of my life, mm. the way that I think and the way that I feel about the world. I recognise that we don't have equality, we aren't treated the same way as women. I think it's a terrible thing for all of us. I think it's a terrible thing for men and it's a terrible thing for women. And so divided by gender, the result of that, and, or maybe the cause of that, is oftentimes that we look down on women and that we see women as lesser or something other, something unusual. So feminism is an important part of the world to kind of recognise that we don't start out equally, that we have different kinds of privilege and different kinds of reasons that our lives work the way they do.
1: This is Broad on Joy 94.9. And uh, now for the part of the show where we've got broad designs. One of these days I'll get a special tag for you, Jane. Awesome. We've got Jane Connery. I'm going to speak to Kimber Thompson, who we've got on the phone line from something called Sister Productions and other things. So I'll let you see how you go handle that. Thanks, Sonia. Um,
4: before I introduce our first guest, I want to thank Carol Wilson for offering to chat with us last week. Unfortunately, we couldn't get her on the line, but if the Women's March inspired you to make your own placards, you can now check out some of Carol's work and her other, more other amazing political posters from the 70s and 80s at the Ian Potter Gallery in an exhibition called Don't be too polite. And also the State Library of Victoria are happy for you to submit your protest posters to their collection. You just have to visit the link on the broad Facebook page. I think it'll be their most nasty
1: collection ever. Nasty. Oh, right. Nasty woman. Yeah,
4: hashtag. hashtag. So the weekend saw another Australia Day come and go. And I'm very aware of how short-sighted we can be about Australia Day. And I'm very sensitive to what this day represents to our Indigenous community. Ignorance really isn't an excuse not to learn more about the oldest living culture in history. So tonight my guest is Kimber Thompson, who heads up Sister Productions and Black Dot Gallery, as you mentioned. And she has 16 years of experience working on creative projects across cultures. So welcome, Kimber are you there? I am, thanks for having me. My pleasure, I really appreciate you talking to us tonight. So Sister Productions does graphic design, film production and events, what's it like designing for and with the Indigenous
7: community? Is it a little bit tricky? Look, well Sister Girl, it is Sister Girl Productions, Yeah. (laughs) yeah, And um, look, I've been working in this area for over 20 years and, you know, for me that was um, out of a need, a need for the community. Back then I was working in film and in in that particular time it was a need for Indigenous people to have an Indigenous voice in the film industry. So, you know, through making film and um, moving into the community needs, which were videos and DVDs and stuff, you know, graphic design or graphics were you know part of that and then we've just like moved into the graphics area again with another need for a community you know for culturally appropriate you know imagery, and what, yeah.
4: what's so, it you know, like um, educating clients on how to use
7: this imagery appropriately? I oh, look for most clients, the first one, and and it's also in the arts industry too. You know that you know all our Aboriginal art is not dot dot and cross hatching. You know here in Victoria we've got thirty six language groups, and each of those language groups in, you know have particular designs to their areas. So when we talk about Australia, we've got 512 language groups and, you know, so many designs... Yes, crazy. Yes. Yeah, and it, it does. It takes work to
4: um, to really be aware of that and to incorporate that into your work. I don't know if you know, the Australian Indigenous Design Charter has just been launched by Dr Megan Kelly and Dr Russell Kennedy at Deakin University, and they've had a ten point approach to and which has been endorsed by the Council International Council of Design to help people do that. It's lists things like deep listening and. Um, Really understanding Indigenous knowledge. What, what other sort of things are appropriate to know before you get going on designs like that?
7: Well, for starters, myself in particular, I know there's ones that you're talking about, deep listening. We, we did do that with our um, RMIT when we were doing our masters through there. But that's, you know, a, a way of we are. Deeper listening. So for me, working with communities in particular, it is about that consultation, and you know, working with them around particular you know designs and what their needs are. It's not like let's go into a community and hey, we've got something for you. I'm always consulting with the community, and if I'm working with clients such as um, communities or government bodies, councils, and or education groups, I'm always that my first question is, who is the audience? Is there a cultural advisory group to this? And then for me, that gives me, you know, relief at one, one point because then I know I'm dealing with the community. Yes. that so the community then will respond to the designs that we come up with, you know, based on the brief briefs that they have given us. Because, you know, every community is different. You could be doing one for, you know, they don't mean, you know, things... And artworks don't mean the same in every area of Australia or even Victoria. So it's a really tricky one. Even working with community, you know, you know, working in today where when I first started, you know, the thing to do back then was to take an Indigenous artwork, put that on a poster or a DL flyer or things like that. And, you know, it wasn't much design. It was really the poster. And, you know, for myself working with community saying, hey, we, we, you know, and getting them out of that comfort zone going, hey, we can design in a contemporary way with the same meanings, with the same thing, but we work with the artist. So they may engage the artist and then we'd work with the artist around their design. Yeah, it's it's a complicated thing sometimes, but it's a great thing. Yeah, the complicated thing is
4: something that designers with no Indigenous descent really have to be prepared to engage in and to try harder when doing rather than just taking sort of ignorant decisions with those dots and those crosshatches and appropriating those symbols for their
7: own purposes, Yeah. Oh, for sure. You know, even myself, you know, we'll talk about But I, I did have a client, an interesting client. So, you know, when we work, I work here from Victoria. So even to take on a job interstate, sometimes I'll pass or I'll find another Indigenous um, company there that are more that have more knowledge of that community or those designs or that area. But um, one I did work with was in the Northern Territory a couple of years ago. And for me, you know, that was really challenging because, you know, one, you're not from there, you're not familiar with all the artworks. And we know, you know, for myself, I know that, you know, symbols do mean different things for each group. But then you've got the language as well. But we developed a um, series of community they love playing cards so we developed a series of play cards which were really about financial management correct and looking at how you know eat more eat less spend less so the cards were kind of designed in a way that they were playing but we'd have an English name and then we'd leave it open at the bottom for those communities to actually put the language name for each of those those animal foods or you know things that were on these cards but again, the consultation process with that, and also being here in Victoria, we had people on the ground there that were actually going to each of those communities with the drafts that we had, and the design was fine because we, you know, we picked something that was neutral that those communities would identify with. They were more just worried about if they had their food on there, their bush tucker. <laughs> <Yum>. <laughs> you know, so, you know, we were like crocodiles, emu, do yeah. You know, they just wanted to make sure that each of their community had their actual animals on there. But they actually were wanting to use them to play cards. Yeah. Which is great. It was around the education, around financial management. I mean, with that, we designed a whole lot of stuff, a calculator, a shopping list. So it was more about money management and stuff like that within the communities. And it was for the educators to go into the communities and help the communities with those financial managements. But, you know, our mob are visual. Yes, yes. Visual people.
4: Yeah. 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 I think your your whole service and your consultation service is really helping it. Indigenous design get its voice and Indigenous women in design getting a voice too, which is what our show is all about. But thank you very much for speaking with us tonight, Kimba. I appreciate everything you've got to say. You can see Visit Black Dot Gallery in 2017 during Midsummer and there's a show called Transational on until February 5th. Is that right? It is. It yep. is. In Brunswick, week. the exhibition elevates the voices of queer and trans people Indigenous to hear and elsewhere through a celebration of visual arts. So thank you again, Kimba, and thank you, Sonia. Thanks. Thanks, Kimba. It's great to meet you.
1: Thank you. All right. Cheers. (laughs) Thanks for coming on. On to Broad. Thank you. Thanks, Jane. It was nice to talk to uh, Kimba. She sounds amazing, like lots of stuff happening there, and that's really good. Yes. We'll have to put the website up and stuff on the Facebook page for Broad. Thanks. And that's the show, pretty much, everybody. So I want to thank uh, all the fabulous people that came in the studio tonight, um, including Tash, Natasha Janelle. I've put up on the Facebook already how you can find out more about Auto Queen, which is going to be on at Midsummer, starts the 1st of Feb. Uh, We have Rain Fuller, of course, still here in the studio. And to thank her, do I put her mic on? Yes, I do. (laughs) Thank you. It's been fun. Yeah, thanks. And good luck with everything. There's a lot of things are happening for you. Thanks. Yeah. Busy? Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is. It is. Yeah. Cool. And Jane, thanks again. My pleasure. And Kimber, thanks so much as well. Congratulations also come through on the news. Sarah Paulson uh, won a Screen Awards for her performance in The People vs. OJ Simpson. So uh, she made a really interesting statement at the um, SAG Awards tonight and it was, I just wanted to have an opportunity to mention the inclusivity that I think is required right now and the ACLU, who we mentioned earlier in the show, uh, to her represents that across the, I was going to say broad, but bored. It's an odd thing because she says it's been a very celebratory time in her life. At the same time, it's dovetailing with a sort of interesting time and and definitely an intense time. So, She feels that duality and it's time to donate. So we'll put up that as well. You can donate to the um, Law Society there in the US to help people who are suffering and unfortunately being detained because of the fascism in the US right now. Now, we had a message too before I do go and we've got Beck, bite me down under. I'll read out this message. It says, it's great that you acknowledge the traditional owners of the land and wish to educate your listeners on the political correctness of our indigenous communities. However, if you're wanting to be taken seriously, can you also recognise that we're not living in the USA and our currency does not contain bills? The correct political terminology would have been dollar notes. That's okay. You know, well, you know, we're a global community after all. And I guess, uh, yeah. They're
4: dollar coins now anyway. They're yeah. dollar
1: coins now, aren't they? Yeah. yeah. so no more bills, no more notes, nah. just coinage, people. Ooh. So send your gold coinage um electronically to uh the ACLU or to support, you know, performers and artists like the ones we had on tonight. Thank you very much. Thanks for your messages. You can always send those through O four two seven Joy949 or you can email us on air at joy dot org dot AU. Thanks for listening to Broad here on Joy. Good night.
6: I have such admiration for Black Lives mm-hmm. Matter ideas. Uh, Aliza Garza, she's one of the founders of Black Lives Matter. Mm-hmm. I I mean this is a movement that started by two queer women of color that has, like, shaken the political establishment of America, that has forced, like, presidential candidates, forced the president to address it, that has deeply uh, challenged, you know, really many institutions of white supremacy there, and that spread around the world. Yeah, I have such I have such admiration. When Ferguson first happened, I have to admit, I was looking at it, and I was like, man, it felt like Occupy as children's dress rehearsal compared to... Yeah what people are doing here and what people are risking here. Um,
1: feminism, and does does that play a part in what you do?
6: I mean, obviously I'm a feminist. I, mm-hmm. I tend to subscribe to the, the Gloria Steinem definition, which is that it's the revolutionary idea that women are equal human beings. How that plays out with my relationship to other people who identify as feminists, that's a different thing, of course. You know, there, There's a huge amount of, of disagreement and um, debate. But for me... My feminism comes from the belief that no one should be restricted, no one should be marginalized, no one should be trivialized, no one should be made simple, no one should be locked in a cage or even put up on a pedestal because they're a woman, because we're humans. And Mm. humans have the right to equality and freedom, and also humans exhibit the full diversity, good and bad, of of characteristics, men and women. And I would say that you should never let anyone... um, not a lover, not a husband, not a parent, not a sibling. You should never let anyone steal from you the sense of your own value and your own dignity. And I should also say that the most valuable thing we have, one of them is a community that loves us and that nourishes us and that has our back. Thank you. Hi, I'm Molly Crabapple, and you are listening to Broad on Joy
2: 94.9. Zero, 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 zero options. Zero five zero zero seven six seven. Hang on 6 3 Hang on 5 0 seven.
9: the joys and woes the curtain slowly close. House burned down, foes upon foes. West to east it goes. The dead girl says, Let's just be friends. In the glorious tone of marrow and bone, these days of ore. The chance we meet once more. The smoke, lightning, crack asunder. The boom of guns, the peal of thunder. Burning down oh, the house. Smoke of smoke.
1: Thank you, sisters. You've been listening to this broad podcast here on Joy 94.9. Don't forget to tune in to us Monday nights at 9pm on Joy for feminism in your ears.
0: Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help us keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au.